Well, hello, oddballs. It's your host, Bobby. And your co-host, Lexi. And this is Oddities on Elm Street. So happy to have my best friend, Lexi, back. I'm back, bitches. Kylie did great, though. She did. She Thank really you so did. much, Kylie. Much um, appreciated. Yeah, she is the best. So... A quick reminder to join our giveaway on Instagram. You weren't here last week, but we're doing a giveaway because we hit 100,000 streams. Um, I shouted out two new patrons last week. Welcome. Um, Oh, I posted some episode content on our Patreon for last week's episode about Mm. Israel Keys. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try to get a mini up sometime this month. So, if you want to go check that out, it's patreon.com slash oddities on Elm Street. Patreon.com slash oddities on Elm Street. And you know what? I didn't say the episode number. It's 41. (laughs) 41. (laughs) I wasn't sure you were going to be prepared. I didn't want to throw you off. (laughs) Okay, so let's start with our morbid tidbit. You are going to be so happy. Hmm? I finally have an update about that dentist who poisoned his wife's pro <laughs> poisoned his wife's protein drinks. So for our new listeners that maybe haven't listened to that episode, the guy, his name is Craig James. He poisoned his wife's protein drinks. His wife was named Angela, and she passed away. Um, so he has yet to go through trial, but they've released some new information about what he did. And the the last time we talked about this, I probably mentioned that they had six kids together. Mm-hmm. They're all adults now. And at first, they were thinking that she had just cyanide and arsenic. Just. Just those two. But I guess the arsenic wasn't actually like a lethal dose. Interesting. But he used something else. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Right, you know what? I'll go for it. I'm feeling brave. Do it. So there's this, it's called tetrahydrozoline, and it's a chemical found in visine, like the eye drops. Don't um, know what that's about, but uh, I guess he mixed that with a very lethal amount of cyanide, and it caused Angela to go basically brain dead. And that was all over the course of nine days that he had been poisoning her. Y'all, I'm sorry. I never... <laughs> I got a dog. Lexa got a dog. Say hi, buddy. There's been a lot happening in my life. And sorry, y'all. I know everyone is super interested in being my boyfriend, but (laughs) I'm taken now. And I have a dog, so. Back up, bitches. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but if you hear the little (laughs) clanking. just, just buddy. Yeah. Just... Just hanging Doing out. thing. So, it's our oddities on Elm Street mascot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so while Angela is in the hospital, Craig was staying in a hotel room with another woman. So, investigators found searches on his work computer. There was one that said, how to make murder look like a heart attack. Uh- is arsenic detectable in an autopsy? And then 
how many grams of pure arsenic will kill a human? Obviously, they're thinking that the affair is the main motive for what he did to his wife. But I guess they're also considering the fact that Angela had like a $3.4 million life insurance policy. And I guess his his dental business is like taking a nosedive. So, yeah. I just want to know what the other woman knew. Yeah, 100%. Like, what did he tell her while he's staying with her in a hotel and his wife is dying in like, a hospital? Is he just, like, neglecting his phone of, like, anyone trying to, like, contact him saying... I don't know. Like, they did know that he lied to the other woman telling her that he was in the process of divorcing his wife. So maybe that's all she knew and thought, like, hmm, what weird timing... You or know? did he even tell her that, like... I don't know. Maybe she didn't know Something's at all. happening. I don't know. She's having a... She had a heart attack. Yeah. I it's don't not know. arsenic. Yeah, I just... I. He, she's dying, though. At a very convenient time. Look at that. How great is that for us? That's what I'm saying. Like, what did that conversation look like? And she's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, wow. Let's get a hotel room. <laughs> Like, excuse me? So, yeah, that's that's a little update. That's my morbid tidbit. So, moral of the story, don't, don't be... Don't poison your wife with arsenic. Yeah, poison just, anyone with it. Otherwise, arsenic. we will talk about you. And, judge and we will judge you. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right, so today we're doing listener tales. I'm Yay! so excited. We got a pretty good amount of people that sent some stuff in, so big thanks to everyone listening. Thank you. And if you have a story that you think we'd like and Same you want it date. to be read on the next Listener Tales, it. it is listenertales at gmail.com. Listenertales at <laughs> gmail.com. <laughs> I thought you were sneezing. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's just get right into it. <clears throat> So we have our story number one. Uh, Who is this from? Did she say that she wanted me to mention her name? Let me see. What the fuck? Hello. She has... Okay. So I don't know who this is from because they didn't mention their name. (laughs) So I'll just read it. You know who you are. Yeah, you know who you (laughs) are. (laughs) Okay. They say, hi, ladies. I love listening to your podcast every week. It's so cool to hear spooky stories from other women because it makes me feel like I'm just hanging out with friends and talking. Oh, we (laughs) We love that. Thank you both for making such an interesting podcast. I have been racking my brain trying to think of any stories I could submit. And after talking to my family a bit, I do have a couple. When I was about 9 or 10 years old, I was part of a youth choir that practiced in my grade school on Thursday nights. We were not very good. (laughs) (laughs) It was around 8.30. We practiced from 7 to 9, and I had to go to the bathroom, so I stepped out of the music room and into the dark hallway. Mm. There's just something about schools after dark that makes them extra creepy. This is is 100% true. Yes. They left one light on, though, so we could walk from the music room to the exit. I was coming back from the bathroom and about to return to practice when I saw someone through the glass exit door at the end of the hallway. There was a man in a hoodie and baseball cap waving at me. Uh... No. 
I, you know what I would do? I'd pretend I saw nothing. <laughs> I saw nothing. Tunnel I vision. Just have to pee. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even make eye contact. I remember it being very strange because the man had parked his car right next to the door, like he was blocking it. He beckoned for me to open the door, which was locked. I wanted to be polite, so I walked past the music room and up to the door. Just as I put my hand on the handle, I got the strongest feeling that this was wrong, and whatever happens, I shouldn't open the door. I've always trusted my intuition, even when I was a kid, I guess. I turned around and went right back into practice. When practice was over and everyone had started to leave, I told the director what had happened because I thought it was strange. She was incredulous and said, why didn't you say anything sooner? At the time, I didn't think it was a big enough deal to interrupt practice. I was already a shy kid. She called my parents, and at one point they called the police, although they didn't talk to me until the middle, the middle of school the next day. Hmm. Unfortunately, I didn't really get a good look at the man or even try to, really. I hadn't thought I was in danger except for that feeling, so I never considered trying to remember his face. I was embarrassed, though, so I told them I thought he might be bald. Nobody was arrested, as far as I know, and thank goodness, because I would have not wanted to falsely accuse any innocent bald, bald men. <laughs> I still don't know if I was in any real danger for sure, but I do know that my area has had problems with human trafficking, Oof. and I really believe something was yanking me away from the door that night. I think that something. Mm. That's mm. scary. Mm. Thank you for listening to your intuition. Yes, Love always that. trust your gut, friends. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then uh, they sent another one. Mm. It says, I recently started a remote job as a software engineer. Well, so Look smart. Wow. Girl. <laughs> you got it together. It's been a great fit, and I enjoy it a lot. We've had some rough times, though. About halfway into my first year, the lead developer on my team, my mentor, is that how you say that? Mentor or mentor? <laughs> Fuck if I know. I would think mentor, but... I don't know. All right. You know what we're saying. My mentor and friend got into a car accident. Fifteen minutes later, the EMTs arrived and were able to stabilize him, but he was in a coma and hospitalized. After we heard about this, I was moving about in my apartment, trying to keep my mind occupied so I wouldn't stress out completely when I felt like I wasn't alone anymore. Hmm. Specifically, I felt like my coworker was there watching me as I worked. It wasn't scary, though. It was more comforting and kind of stressful, honestly. Like, when I'd go into the office and have someone looking over my shoulder. I was worried he would think I wasn't being productive enough. After almost an hour, the feeling slowly faded away. I kind of brushed it off, though, because I knew he was in the hospital and I could joke about it with him later. Unfortunately, though, he didn't wake up. He had had a heart attack in the car and probably died before the accident even. They had restarted his heartbeat, but he was gone. It was really hard on everyone in his life, including our team. He was well-loved. This whole event may have been imagined in my worry, but it felt very real to me, and it did make me feel good to think he was able to check in on his friends and family before he moved on. And that's... that's it. Wow. Thank you for sharing them. It's very touching, and I hope that, you know, it brings you some some peace. Yeah. Knowing that he's okay. All right, so our second one is 
from synonymous again. <laughs> Someone else. Synonymous. <laughs> All right. Um, they said, me and my brother were outside one night in the backyard, just walking around, talking to each other. The moon was out, and it was a fairly well-lit night, just from the sky alone. Our dad had this huge shop in the backyard that is at least 50 feet tall at the roof's highest point. Hmm. I said roofs, just for you. Oh, my God. I looked up at the shop roof and see this thing just sitting there staring at us nothing a thing mm. oh god don't like that you couldn't make out any features on the thing but it was huge it looked like one of those gargoyles on an old building as big as a full-grown man hunching down with the moon i hate that i hate that oh lord be with me <laughs> Um, the size of a full-grown man hunching down with the moon against it. It was simply a black silhouette, but you could tell it was looking at us because of how it was angled. We ran inside after a moment to grab a flashlight, but after we came back out, it was gone. Nothing normal could have gotten up there without a bucket truck, which is what we always had to use to get up there when building the shop. And it couldn't have been a bird. We don't get birds as big as humans in Missouri. <laughs> I would hope not. Jesus. Um, and then they say maybe a ginormous owl or two late night eagles perched right beside each other. It didn't make any sense for it to be a bird. Anyways, love the podcast. How do you leave it off like that? It's like Jeepers Creepers. Like, what the fuck is this thing? Has it returned? since they sent me this a couple months ago has it returned that's my question is it back does it haunt Jeepers, your dreams creepers where'd you get those peepers did you ever watch that movie yeah. you know it's like based on a a murder case in michigan that's another story for another time anyways <laughs> moving on so this one comes from jess Hello, Jess. Jess says, good morning, loves. Oh, my good name is Jess. This isn't my story. It's my parents. My parents met when they were very young. It was the early 90s, and my mom, Sierra, was 15 years old, and my dad, Eli, was 17. This story takes place in a super small beach town in North Carolina. The house my dad lived in with his family at the time was very, very old and had a very weird layout. All of the bedrooms had exterior walls to the outside of the house. So this means whenever you entered the home, you entered through a bedroom. That is strange. Say that again. If you enter the house, you're entering into a bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Very that is strange. super weird. I don't think I've ever... I've never heard of that. Into for any door? Like... What the heck? Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, Jess says, this means whenever you entered the home, you entered through a bedroom and all of the other rooms, such as the kitchen, living room, and bathrooms did not have any windows as, they, as they were at the center of the house. What? That is very strange. Who built your house? Right? What was this? Was this built to be a house? Like, what is this place? Anyways. I don't know if it was ever actually meant to be a house. <laughs> Spoke too soon. Because the layout was so strange, but this will be important later. 
Sierra, my mom, did not have a great relationship with her parents at the time and moved into the beach house with my dad, Eli, and his parents. This living situation wasn't the best either, though, because my grandma, my dad's mom, can be a very condescending woman, and she never exactly has liked my mom. That sucks. My grandma is an old woman from the South and can be a gossip. I don't know if this is something that could be contributing to what I'm about to tell you next. Shortly after my mom moved in with my dad and his family, my grandparents went out of town for a few weeks, so it would so it would just be Sierra and Eli home alone. One day, Eli was at work and Sierra decided to have some friends over, and they decided to play with a Ouija board. Oof. Oof. Bad idea. Not good. While playing with it, they asked, where is Eli? And the Ouija board said, among us. What the mm. fuck does that mean? My mom and her friends were confused because they all thought he was at work. But a few seconds later, my dad, Eli, arrived home because he forgot his lunch. That is creepy. Uh, they were all very scared after this. Yeah. So much so that they forgot to say goodbye. <gasps> well, shit. The next day, my mom, Sierra, was about to go in for her shift at a restaurant directly across the street from the house my grandparents owned. My dad had already gone to work at this point. She got out of the shower and was doing her makeup when she realized she needed something from the other room. She went to turn the doorknob, but it wouldn't turn. She started frantically trying to get out of the bathroom, but it was like someone had locked it from the outside, except no one could have because she was home alone. She started banging on the door out of desperation, and that's when someone or something started banging back on the <gasps> other side of the door. Oh, I just got chills. <laughs> I would... I would pass away. I, you would find me in a fetal position in the bathtub. That's horrifying. Oh. Oh, she says, man. Sierra was so scared, she ran to the other side of the bathroom and just stayed there for hours. I would do the same thing. Uh, yeah. In my shock. Yeah. And it's the 90s. It's not like you have your cell phone in your pocket. Oh my god, you're right. Mm, I don't like that. Uh-uh. As I mentioned before, this house's layout was strange and this bathroom was in the middle of the house, so it would be very unlikely anyone would hear her. This was before cell phones, so that wasn't really an option either. She stayed in the bathroom for four more hours until my dad arrived home. When she heard the door to the house open, she started yelling for my dad to help her, and he came over and turned the knob and opened it with ease. When he asked her what the heck was going on, my mom told my dad she had been locked in there for hours. They were both very confused, and Eli just brushed it off as the doorknob getting jammed. But Sierra was obviously very scared. She moved out the next day. I don't blame her. Uh -uh. My parents stayed together for 32 years before getting a divorce a few years ago. My mom hated going over to my grandparents' house after that. Partially because of my grandma, and partially because of what happened that day. She said every time she was in that house after, she felt like she was the sole target of my grandma and whatever it was that messed with her that one day. Oh my gosh. 
There were small things that would happen when she would visit after that, but the final straw happened when I was probably around four or five. I was running around the house with everyone there, both my grandparents, my parents, and my older brother. I was running around doing the kind of things that kids do when I fell, and when I fell, I fell on a pile of broken glass. (gasps) Why was just a pile? Yeah, where did this come from? My knees had multiple shards of glass in them, and they were bleeding. I was obviously crying. The strange thing is, no one could figure out where the glass had come from. It was like it wasn't there one second, and the next it was. This was in the living room of the house, and there had been at least one adult in there the entire day, and no one noticed any glass, and no one ever confessed to breaking anything. Now, you may be thinking maybe your brother had accidentally dropped something and was too scared to tell anyone, but he had been working outside with my grandpa the entire day, working in the shed with him. We still have no idea where this glass came from or what could could have even broken. After that, my mom never went over there again. When I was in high school, my grandma sold the house after my grandpa died, and it was condemned and demolished. But the strangest part, at least to me, is that where their house sat is still an empty lot. You would think that in a small beach town with a steadily growing population and small houses selling for a million dollars, someone would have bought it by now. Mm -hmm. The lot is one block from the beach. You can see the pier from it. But ten years later, the lot still sits empty. Thank you, ladies, for everything. I would love to hear your thoughts on this, and I can't wait to hear this on an episode. Jess. Here it is, Jess. So my, spooky. My, yeah, I, because I do that to people as a joke, and like, what leave shards of glass out? <laughs> <laughs> what? What like you bang some, on the door? Like, well, not bang on the door, but if someone knocks, I'll be like, knock <laughs> back. You're a dick. <laughs> I'm, I'm well aware. Um, but thinking of like, like being home alone and that happens. Uh, yes. And it's, I don't know why, but like, especially in that weird ass layout of a house. Yeah. That's what I just, wonder is like, did the bathroom like, have. Like, what was it before? Yeah. And I don't know. I don't think that of, house was meant to be a house. If it did. And what kind of shit went down um, in that place? Something. I would love to know if you'd be able to like find any history about the house. Yeah. Cause that'd be super interesting to know. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's the Ouija board thing too. Well, maybe, yeah. I mean, they might've welcomed something in. Something from beyond. Well, yeah. I mean, for real. That was a really good story though. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you for sending that in, Jess. That is terrifying. So this is from our friend Julia again mm-hmm. same Julia yeah welcome back welcome back okay this is this is what Jules says she says hi guys i apologize for this super late response but now that i'm going or now that i'm through board exams moved and started my rotations i finally have a minute to sit down this rainy saturday morning and get back to y'all yeah First off, you should know that when I heard you guys reading my stories on the pod, I was so excited, I probably annoyingly told like six of my neighbors that I saw during my daily walk. 
So thank you for bringing my stories to life. Thank you for writing back. <laughs> You're so sweet. I love it. All right. She says, I have two new stories for you ladies today. Oh. One spooky and one happy. Oh, I love it. I heard your comment on the last podcast about hoping that the man I had seen had been the hat man. I don't hope it was that no. for your sake. Just I hope it wasn't. So, like, curious. Yeah. Um, she says, while I know practically nothing about this well-known figure, my ghost certainly always wore a hat, amongst other things. Interesting. I'll tell you my experience, and then perhaps you both can share whether or not my ghosty fits into the lore. Um, pause. We have a mini episode on the hat man. We do. On our oh my god! Wasn't it our first? I think so. <laughs> yeah, just a little, just a little plug right there. Plug, plug. Very convenient. Okay, growing up, as I'm sure many of our listeners can relate to, there was a favorite bedroom in the house. For us, it was in the basement, complete with two walk-in closets Oof. and next to a mini sitting room and half bath. Oh my so whoever had the coveted spot got to feel like they were in their own little apartment almost while still a baby in high school. Love that. Needless to say, I jumped on moving into that bedroom as soon as my sister was shipped off to the nearest state school for college. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. <laughs> this basement bedroom was also great as a teen because there were no windows and it was quieter than the rest of the hectic house, making it mm -hmm. the perfect spot to sleep in until noon. Nice. About a couple months into living in that room, however, I started to notice some weird stuff happening. But if you'll remember from my last email, I've always been a really sensitive kid, so I've learned to ignore the little things like the feeling of eyes on my back. Plus, not too long ago, I had been on a trip to all the haunted sites and stayed at a haunted hotel with my grandma for my 13th birthday to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Mm. I was pretty sure almost immediately that I had accidentally brought a little boy home with me. <gasps> That's, you say that so casually. <laughs> I just, you know, I just sit next to me in the car. <laughs> so I assumed that these things were that of a lonely little kid following me around who just wanted some company. And aside from telling him to get out when I needed to change or shower, I didn't mind. The kiddo was always quiet and respectful, though. And after hearing his backstory that would make sense, he came from an orphanage where the lady in charge was very cruel and abusive. I think he saw me, 13 and very open to the world, and very kind and loving to pretty much everyone, even to a fault, and attached to me like I was another big sister or mom. But regardless, the point is he never ever crossed boundaries and I was never uncomfortable with his presence. <laughs> with this little ghost, I always knew he was there, but he never felt the need to make it known that he was around. Well, apparently, giving the little boy all the credit was wrong of me, as it pissed someone else off and they decided to make their presence known. <clears throat> it started small. Like every parent, mine were big on keeping the lights off when we weren't in the room. And so I'd shut them all off, only to return later to the lamp I never used being on. Or the alarm clock I had would just go off around 3 a.m. every night. Why is Bro. it always 3 a.m.? What is that? That's the devil's It's the witching hour. hour? Yeah. They say that even with babies. Like, there's, like, a witching hour around that time. And they'll just wake up and cry for no reason. It's something, 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 something. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the devil. Yeah. It's the demonio. Okay. Inconvenient, but whatever. I turn it off and go back to bed. I know, I know. As an oddball now, I know to take these things more seriously. But at the time, I had more important things to think about, like the cute senior I had a crush on, and the fact that I had to dissect a frog in class next week. So I chalked these issues up to faulty wiring and ignored them. (laughs) Well, wrong decision. That's when I started being woken up by a figure at the foot of my bed instead. Cool. Mm. Great. Love this for me. (laughs) He would be like seven feet tall, or at least it felt like he was. And he'd started out just standing at the foot of my bed. He had what looked like a small cowboy hat on. Not a full cowboy hat, but like a bowler hat. Almost like a weird somewhere in between style hat that I've never seen before. He's always standing so that I could see only his profile. He never looked at me straight on and he wore a big overcoat or something that made it hard to see a distinct outline of his body. In the most chilling part, He had no definition or any details of his face or body. It was like he was a walking outline of a man with no face. Sounds like the hat man, bruh. 100%. Yeah. He would appear at least a few times a month. I would wake up suddenly from a deep sleep and I would be too scared to move. At first, I thought it was sleep paralysis. That's what they all think. Remember we talked about that study? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You got to go listen to the mini episode, I'm telling Mm y'all. It's spooky as fuck. Um, So, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) inappropriate. It is spooky as fuck. It really is. So, I test my theory when I would awake and try to move. I'd shut my eyes super tight as soon as I awoke as the feeling on the room alone let me know his presence was there and Mm. I just didn't want to see it. Mm. Then I tried to be logical, so I figured out by wiggling my toes and fingers that I could, in fact, move if I wanted to. I was just too damn paralyzed with fear every time to do so. I would try to lean over and turn my light on beside my bed super quick, and I wouldn't open my eyes until I needed to do so, and only then would only be looking at the lamp. In the light, he'd be gone. Oof. This move worked for a little for a little while, but then I stopped doing it. I don't know why. I was stupid. And I started trying to watch him instead. My grandma made the point to me about spirits in general that they cannot hurt you, especially if you put up boundaries. So I would awake too scared to speak or move, but I tried to just look at this man and build up a will to not be scared of him. This is when he went from standing at the end of my bed to pacing. She says, ew. (laughs) You... You're saying my thoughts. Yeah. Um, Ew, indeed. I did this until finally one night I woke up and thought enough of this BS. Yeah. And I said to the spirit exactly what my grandma had told me to say. I said, you have no place here and you are not welcome here. Get out. And when I tell you, girl, this man had the audacity to spin around And the only way I can explain it is this way. He moved across the room to me at such a speed, it was like he was a Death Eater in their creepy black rocket form in Harry Potter. I hope that makes sense. Uh Uh-huh. Makes sense to you, but not me. (laughs) Unfortunately. I've never seen Harry Potter. What the hell? I know, I'm so lame. (sighs) Okay. 
And then only when he was inches away from my face did I finally get a glimpse of his face, or rather, his lack thereof. It was something I can't even describe. It's like I was looking at a black void where someone left the impression of skull bones behind, but even they weren't completely materialized looking. The only way I can explain this being at the end of the day is literally just a dark force. But wouldn't you know it, as always, my grandma was right. They can't touch you. They can scare you. They can try their darndest. <coughs> she says damnedest, actually. I was just trying to be family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, what? <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. They can try their damnedest to influence you, but they can't touch you. And right as he got inches from my face, he disappeared, and I never saw him or felt that deeply depressing presence ever again. Ooh. Is that the hat man? If not, I'd still love to hear all about who the hat man actually is. Either way, this guy was certainly a creep. Sounds like the hat man, my friend. I'm glad he's gone, though. Julia. I don't even know what to say. You, you've got some balls. You've got some balls. You do. <laughs> really, though? Yeah. No, really. Because like, I'd be hiding under my covers. I would be so scared. I was just terrified waking up at three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to look at the clock. <laughs> I know it's time. Not a whole ass hat, man. <sighs> God. Yeah. No, I can't. I don't know. I would just, like, sleep with the lights on. Maybe. I don't know. Okay, she says, now on to the good story. I think this was a guardian angel or spirit guide, but some may think it was my subconscious, Let's God, or a past loved one. I'll let you decide for yourself. Hmm. So not too long ago, I decided to drive home to surprise my boyfriend at the time. Good riddance. <laughs> I love her so much. <laughs> and some friends for an event. Well, on my way home, I was surprisingly actually going the speed limit and abiding by a safe following distance, <laughs> but I was still on a highway where the speed limit was 70 or 65 miles per hour. When all of a sudden, the car in front of me essentially malfunctioned and came to a dead stop on the highway. Oh my god. Mm -mm. We're not talking sudden braking, we're not talking swerving, I'm talking dead stop in the middle of a huge ass highway. All the sudden breaking in the world couldn't help me then. Mm. Now, I don't know if you ladies have ever been in an accident or something similar. Fucking deer. Have you hit a deer? Twice. I have never hit a deer. Total. I've been in an accident, times. though. Two times? Two times. Same car? Well, I, I totaled two cars. Oh, my God. Yeah. Girl. I've got it out for me. I crashed my car avoiding hitting a deer. That was dead in the road. Pure Michigan, folks. <laughs> yeah, put that in the commercial. <laughs> um, so she says, it's really wild how the entire world seems to slow down and seconds genuinely feel like minutes. Mm -hmm. At least that's how it was for me. I could process that I was coming up behind this other car too quickly and needed to brake or do something. Of course, my instinct was to brake. Most people would do that. Now, due to having driven... Due to having driven ambulances since I was young. Girl, who are you? Yeah, who even are you, Julia? I love you. Car accidents and the worst case scenario as accidents go has been something I've thought about a lot. And the answer is the reflex I've always had 
you always turn right. Hmm. I didn't. <laughs> that was a mistake. I could have died. If you turn left, you run right into oncoming traffic. Fair. It is. Very fair. If you stay straight, you hit a whole other car or people in front of you. If you turn right, you'll only hit a guardrail or a tree and you make it so that the thing that you'll impact anything else is you, the driver, therefore likely keeping your passengers as safe as possible. Huh. So, you always pull right. Good to well, know. Well, I was there willing my arms to pull right and something stopped me. I hesitated. I wasn't in shock. I wasn't even panicking. It was full-on hesitation, like, for some reason I felt like I shouldn't make that move just yet. And right as every muscle in my body was tensed and I was about to act on that rule in my mind, I kid you not, the kindest voice of a grown man came from my back seat and just said, no, just brace yourself. And weirdly, my response was immediate. I just thought, okay, and the sense of peace and calm I've never had in my life just washed over me. What? Then I collided head-on with a car while I was going somewhere around 50 miles per hour. Holy shit. Causing the front of my car to look like a little accordion. Important to note here, I was alone in my car. After the collision, I kicked out my passenger side door, and that's when I saw it. To my left, as I had previously mentioned, a double-lane highway... In front of me, the lady who I'd hit walked away from the wreck with virtually nothing wrong with her. Into my right, a drop at least a few hundred feet. <gasps> Fuck. That's so crazy. I'm horrible at guesstimating distances, but I can tell you, had I pulled right, the responders' chances of even finding my car and me in decent condition in a timely manner, would have been minute. Instead, I walked away with a mild concussion. That's crazy. You can't see my face, but I'm just... Jaw is dropped. Um, oh. I did not recognize the man's voice I heard. I couldn't tell you it was some past loved one who I had known. I couldn't tell you anything other than it was clear as day and the only reason why I didn't pull right. Therefore, it's likely that voice is the only reason I'm walking and talking perfectly today. Holy shit. Wow, Jules. Wow. I'm so glad you're okay and that you listened to that voice, but what a crazy... That's... That's crazy. Oh my god, I can't. That's whack. So crazy. And the, like, having a very, like, the most peaceful... Yeah. Feeling. Like what? It's, it's, that's interesting. I don't know what I chalk that up to. I don't know I, I don't. Wow. I feel like you probably have a good feeling in your gut of what it was. Yeah. And I don't know, man, that's. How does that not stick with you? I would think about that every day. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I need to know. I need to know, like, what? Crazy. Wow. And the hat man, too, man. Man, man, man. Man, that hat man, man. I'm telling you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really, though. 
crazy. Ooh, you've got those stories. She's a great writer. You are. Can you be my friend? Are you, Can you playing be footsie friend? with me? <laughs> Freak. Okay, here is... <laughs> I didn't even realize. <laughs> All right, here's our next one. Okay, um, they say, hello, I'm new to the podcast. Hello. hello. Welcome. I found y'all on TikTok, and I've been binging ever since. Mm. Well, thank you for that. Love it. This story is about my very old childhood home that I grew up in. I lived with my dad, his girlfriend, and her two kids in this double house. One night, when I was around 10 years old, I had a dream that the lights had gone out in our house, and I was being chased with a knife by our landlord. <laughs> you were 10 years old. Are you okay? That's traumatizing. That is, that is 10 intense. years old? That is very intense. Wow. The next day, my dad had told me our landlord passed away from a heart attack in his sleep. What Shut the, the fuck up. This is when a bunch of weird things started happening. I would hear the stairs creaking like someone was walking up and down very slowly all night. I would also sleep with my window open, and in the mornings, I would hear piano music playing from outside. Uh, uh, I would ask my cousins if they heard the music, and they insisted... They insisted that they couldn't. But the scariest memory I have is when I was about 11 or 12. My dad and his girlfriend were at the store, and I was babysitting the two other kids, who were three and seven. I was downstairs watching TV, and they were upstairs taking a nap. That's when I heard the door slam shut. That's when I heard small footsteps from what I assume were the kids, and I heard the door handle jiggling. This all happened in a span of one to two minutes. I was confused what was happening, so I started walking up the stairs, and that's when I heard screaming from both of them. I ran up to the door, and it was locked. The older kid couldn't reach the manual padlock, so I don't know how it was locked. I continued to push the door, and eventually it just swung open, and both of the kids were crying. The younger kid had a scratch across her whole face, <sighs> and they were crying uncontrollably. To this day, we don't know how the door got locked, and the kids said that they don't remember it. That's so scary. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. I don't like that. It's a landlord with a knife. <laughs> no, really, though. How, how weird of a correlation that you have that dream. And she's 10 years old? You're 10 years old. <laughs> And this is from from Paris. What was their name? Ten years old. Oh, you meant from Paris. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ten years old. Well, maybe. I don't know. I didn't say. Ten years old, you have a dream like that. Turns out your landlord had Stop. passed away the same night that you're having that nightmare. A couple years later, though, you have, like, these, these kids with a scratch across their whole face. Locked, locked okay. inside of a room that they can't, like... Please. That they don't please. remember. It's it's weird. That's... It's like a plot to a horror movie. It is. I don't like it. Don't Oof. like it. Patties, thank you. Thank you for your story, That's my freaky. friend. I am talking in the French accent. <laughs> <laughs> my French friend. Accent. <laughs> you rolled your R pretty well there. Gato. Gato? Cat. cat. <laughs> Purring like a cat. All right, well, that's all we have time for today, folks. 
I really did enjoy these stories. I love. I, I, love I say it every time. Tales. I love listener tales. So we just good. have such a fun time, and it's so fun, like hearing all these OG stories. It from, is from our friends. That's all friends. <laughs> I know it's it's lovely. Um, super spooky stuff. Don't like it. I like it. But I, I like don't. it. Right. Yeah. You it's know. that you know how that works. Bittersweet shit. <sighs> All right. Well, again, if you send have any stories, send them in to listener tales at gmail.com. We appreciate it. Thank you for so taking much. the time to type all that up and send it in that's you're you guys are amazing thank you for taking the time to be a friend <laughs> thank you for taking the time to listen to us <sighs> pretty exciting stuff oh my gosh. we're getting like a like a thousand streams per day right now and i'm like pooping in my pants about it what the hell i know i'm like a thousand people want to listen to me and you what <laughs> what's wrong with them <laughs> no seriously it's, it's, you're great thank yeah, you so much it's amazing it's very odd it is on Elm Street. <laughs> all right anyways well thank you all for being here for our listener tales episode we hope you enjoyed it if you did let us know if you didn't, don't say shit. <laughs> Please and thank you. <laughs> all right. Uh, I hope you guys all have a lovely week. And remember to keep it spooky. spooky.